This is the EVP Podcast. Doodum bum bum. Welcome to the EVP Podcast. I am one of your amazing hosts, Beaker. I'm DVO. I'm Ghosty. And we have a special guest with us this week. Who is it? It's Brandy. Finally. Hey. Okay, and the bell's going away. We're done with the bell because she's here. Um, so we did have a new review on the Apple podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, uh, unless there's another one that's popped up since recently. Um, I noticed this after. So our last couple podcasts, we... Uh, had some people that were busy, so we recorded two in one night, so we didn't say this until after the fact. But um, we had a, a review. Someone said that it was a Cole 66. Uh, first, just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for the five-star review. Um, thanks for the review. Yeah, thanks for yes, the thanks review. Thanks for the review. Uh, they said their, their, their title of their review was EVP, I Don't Hear It. Um, so if you look, so I just want to uh, just say, if, if you're looking for EVPs, uh, during our show, you're probably not going to hear them. EVP is the name of our paranormal team. We are energy visions and the paranormal or EVP for short. I mean, we'll um, look for EVPs though, but look for EVPs. If you find some, tell us, <laughs> Yeah, you probably won't find any, but if you do let us know. Um, so he said, these guys, I'm assuming is a he. They said, <laughs> these guys do a g- good job telling paranormal cases and spin a good yarn uh, and their own ghost encounters. Must be love and a crush for Brandy. <laughs> uh, yes. There is much love from all three of us. Yes, we love Brandy. We love you, Brandy. To Brandy. Thanks, um, guys. For those of you that don't know, uh, Brandy is sort of our team medium. She's more of a consultant. We, we all used to work on a different team together. Brandy was the team medium for that team. Um, now she just kind of, if, if we need help or if we get stuck on something, she's the one that we turn to and she helps us out. Yeah, I kind of retired from the paranormal. It got a little too much. Overwhelming. Yeah. Makes sense. But every for you. now and then. Every now and then I will help. dabble and put your toes in the water. Just a little bit. She points us in the right direction. Yes. <laughs> With her toes. And she tells us we're being <laughs> dumbasses. Dabbling in the water. <laughs> Speaking of EVPs, though, uh, Beaker, I gave you your voice recorder back. Yes. Seemed like you went through it. So, again, just I, recap I, I, from the Honda Museum at Zach Baggins' Honda Museum. So, I, I listened to the first 45 minutes. So, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet. Okay. Um, so, it's about an hour and a half. So, you're about halfway. You I'm about halfway, halfway through. Yeah. Okay. I, I need to listen to the other half. But so far? So far, nothing. Okay. Uh, there was no EVPs. There was one thing I did notice that... Because I have it set up to record in like 15-minute increments. Uh-huh. So I can listen to, you know, 15 minutes at a time. And within the first segment, the first 15 minutes, it was probably about 10 minutes in, there was this, uh, it was when you left the basement. Because you guys started out of the basement. Yes. Right. That was in the, the recording. And there was really nothing going on in the in the recording there. So you guys left. Um, it was the second room that you guys got into. The EV, the, the recorder started picking up this weird, like, electronic static. Okay. Um, and then, it, it's like I said, it wasn't in the basement. And then when you guys switched and went to the other half of the house, it went away. From what mm-hmm. I could tell. Like I, like I said, I'm still listening, but that weird static, it was it was it didn't show up right away. It was when you guys went to that second room. I, I thought I found an EVP, but I also thought it was possibly ghosty, so I sent it to you guys, and you were able to confirm that... It was just he was on the other side of the room, so it sounded like an EVP. 
But probably the best part so far is when on the recorder, you, when I took it into the bathroom with me and you heard that. So that was probably your yeah. favorite part of the recording <laughs> session. It so made far. my it made my heart tingle. Um, no, that first half too. I think the back half I might find something because if I remember correctly, you guys were kind of alone. For the, most of the back half, we were and, pretty much alone. And see, the some of the problem I had with the front half is there was some stuff that I thought might have been an EVP, but then you could also hear a lot of chitter chatter from other people in yeah. the background. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I, I didn't even bother like trying to look into that. It was just, yeah, yeah, you know, like they, they kind of like a, like we mentioned on the last episode, we'd be in that like saloon room and people. Would, it was towards the front, so some people would walk by us and look in. It's like, oh, people are here and walk back out. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just other people just wandering around. Yeah, most yeah, but likely. The back half was mostly the two of us all alone. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, Zach Baggins, of course, was listening to our episode, last episode. And <laughs> yeah. He was like, I feel really bad that Beaker didn't come with you guys. I, I thought you got all three of you guys were going to make it. So uh, so he, he personally called Beaker up and said, you got to come and bring, bring Brandy with you. Like I heard it's your birthday, so, exactly. so come on down. Just and, like with the Buko boys, this one's on me. Yep. yep. Uh yeah, I heard it. I heard the whole thing. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Totally, how that went down. Verified. Yep. Yep. Verified. Yeah, yeah. Zach's a good friend of ours. Yeah, huge fan. Huge fan. Um, yeah, I mean, he actually endorses the show. Um, <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> don't take anything but we full heartedly none. Just disclaimer: <laughs> if you don't take anything that we say about celebrities being our friends seriously, but Zach's we're tight with Zach. Super, um, super. Huge fan. Huge. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I took that invite. <laughs> of course. I'm surprised Patrick didn't call you for the, your birthday. No. Oh, uh, he did. I thought he did. Oh, I, I meant he was going to invite you out. Didn't oh. you see the, uh, well, he wasn't in the, uh, I'm sure it was all over your Facebook. I missed it. <laughs> it yeah, it was. I mean, there was, there was so many, like, you know, the thousands of people I'm friends with on Facebook. It was all over his face. There were just book. so many, so many book faces of comments. <laughs> it was hard to keep them all straight. Um, <laughs> So thanks to all the 60 people that said happy birthday. Um, <laughs> but you guys just drove into Vegas like, what, two or three hours yeah, ago? Yeah, we got home about three hours ago. Yeah, right. We had to stop for food. We got food. I was hungry. Uh, the family we were, tree? No? No. no. Okay. You know, unfortunately, they're not open. <laughs> I did suggest it, though. I'm like, yep. too bad they're not open, or I'd get us some scones. Um, no, but see, our, our we stopped and got food because someone told us they were going to a birthday party. Yes, and I asked where my stripper gram was, and no here response. it was. Here it was. It was here. waiting for you. Yep. It's waiting here. In the EVP studio. <laughs> I was so, just yeah. showing my shoulders tonight. Sorry. Ow, ow. <laughs> so is peaches. Yeah, I'm getting all the quite the show. Shoulders. Oh, you had quite the show. I'm only, getting, I'm only getting four of the six shoulders. Actually, you probably need to mention you He's showing his head. Though. Brandy also goes by peaches. Oh yes, Brandy's peaches. Yes. One of the so, same person. Interchangeable. She's schizophrenic. Watch is why she can see ghosts. She's not, that's not true, actually. That's why my pronouns are they, them. No. Oh, because it's always plural. I think we're getting political. No, we're so, not getting political. No, we're not. So I don't, don't know if we mentioned it, but just a little bit about you real quick. So how long have you been seeing things? Uh, what is it that you can do exactly? For, for those that don't know. I see dead people. Yes, I do. <laughs> Um, and dead dinosaurs. I have been seeing spirits since I was between five and six years old. So my first uh, spirit that I saw was my great-great-grandmother, Annie, who is my spirit attachment. 
Um, but ever since I saw her, uh, I just kept seeing more and more. So my population is double. You said your grandma or great grandma? My great great grandma. Great great. Okay. Yeah, she's my double great. Was she trying to get? A, was she trying to make herself known to you? At that point, when my very first saw her, yes. I got goosebumps thinking of that. I that. had a situation <laughs> where I was with my father, and uh, he was cooking supper, and I'm an only child, so I was outside playing, and he calls me in, and all of a sudden my grandma shows up, and. His side? Yeah, on his side. So, and you, being a child, Annie, I love her, but she is a burn victim. Mm -hmm. And I see dead people as they died. Okay. So she is very scarred, um, very hard to look at. For a child, it'd be horrifying. Yeah. But I felt a happy presence with her, Uh so I didn't feel afraid. Okay. Basically, she was keeping me outside because there was something in the house that she thought was malevolent or, or not necessary. So it kind of forced my father to come out and get me to come to dinner. Right. So when he came out to say, hey, you know, you need to come inside, she kind of rushed in there and shooed whatever was in there away. Okay. And that was kind of like the first step in my hmm. seeing spirits from that point on. Interesting. But yeah, so I see spirits as they died. Um, I can see crossed over spirits now. I didn't used to be able to do that, but now I can have developed that, that gift. How, how is that possible? Uh, meditation. Um, oh, so just like working on yourself. Working, working on, on myself, your... self-care. Okay. Self- Level up. Mm-hmm. Leveling, Leveling up. up. Yeah. There we go. I can also... She had the green mushroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I can feel um, remains, dead remains um, that have been buried in the ground. Um, I can open the light. <coughs> I can close it. I can move energy. Um I, there's so many things that I've been able to do, but it's taking me up until this point. I'm, you know, 38 right. years old, so it's from age 5 to 38 to get this far. Okay, all right. Interesting. Right? Yeah. It's It's been helpful. Uh, I can see malevolent entities also, so and I can tell the difference between malevolent and also, you know, human Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could see them in videos and pictures. Yep, I can do that also. Um, but and people always ask me, how do I know the difference between? Because I see them, you know, full color, full spectrum. Yeah. And people are like, well, how do you know the difference between humans and dead people? And as well, you're alive. You have blood flow. You know, got big energy when you have all that stuff going through you. When you're dead, you don't have any of that. So your oh. energy is kind of dulled. You know. Which is why, like. Spirits need to get some type of energy, EMF or whatever, to yep. kind of yep. interact. Or yep. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I think another giveaway would be when you're talking to a person that no one else seems to notice or <laughs> hear in the room. Sure. Then I think that might be a dead giveaway that it's not a living person. So I mean, until recently, I mean, you were doing a, a tons of investigations, um, whether it was buildings or homes. Why do you do that then? Because you're like, you know, you know what's there. Why do you do it? Well, to when I first started out doing investigations, like because I've been able to do it for so long, I never actually did investigations till I met Beaker. Oh, and it's my fault. <laughs> we got uh, kind of not forced, but kind of pulled onto a team. Okay, and um, 
which was the old team that we had. But they thought that my gifts would be useful in investigation sort uh-huh. of situation for helping the clients, you know, helping their loved ones pass away or just helping people in general getting that uncomfortable feeling right. kind of, you know, like it's not fearful. We can deal with this. There's different ways to deal with this and just give them their options. And just to kind of help both the living and the dead, because some of the yeah. dead, you know, they some of them don't know that they're dead, or some just don't know how to cross over, or you know when, or they're confused. And since I can see that, yeah, kind of helping the dead also as and the living, interesting yeah, on both sides. I mean, makes sense. I mean, the reason why I do it too is just you know like, to help people. Some people do it just. Yeah. I've heard people are just interested in it. You know, like oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. You know paranormals is the really life after death sort of thing and for me i can confirm that there's life after death basically okay i feel like it's kind of like practice on developing gifts too yeah well i mean you and i we've you've were kind of doing it when you're a kid shut it off for a while but as an adult you started doing it again um i didn't know anything as a kid mine was through doing these investigations meeting a friend of ours, a now friend of ours, uh, she was a guest on the the old show, um, introduced me to energy work, and it, it just kind of, like, hit me that day. I'm like, well, I feel like I have gifts. I just don't know what they are, how to use them. And it was from that point on where I started developing, and, and I'm sure it's the same for you. Like, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So it's not like you just... Wake up one day like so many people that I've met um, <laughs> that are just like, I'm a medium now. And it is it, to me, it doesn't work that way. Like, you have to put in the time, the effort. It's it's like anything you do in life. It doesn't just, you don't trip over and stumble into paranormal or, you know, gifts like this. Like, you have to put, one, you have to be born with it. But two, you have to, like, put the time in it to help it grow and develop. It's not just going to do it on its own. It's like planting a seed. In, mm-hmm. a, in a, a flower pot and hoping that it grows. Like, it doesn't work that way. Well, and everybody has some sort of natural, you know, defense. I mean, their gifts may not be as heightened as others. Mm-hmm. Everybody's level is different. And sometimes you just peak, and that's where you're at. And okay. some people choose to block it out, and that's cool if they're not ready for that. And some people choose to embrace it. It's just all on what makes you comfortable and what you want to do with it. Okay. That's yeah, that makes sense. So, tell us about tell the us. Haunted Museum. Did well, you... actually, I want to know, did you go to the basement at all? Yep. Okay. When you went down to the basement, did it seem like that wasn't the whole basement? No, there had to have been more. Yeah. There, they, they walled it's... it off that way on purpose. Yeah, okay. they, there's much more to it, but... I didn't feel anything too negative. It was kind of heavy uh-huh. down there, of course. It felt empty in there, which was weird because when I went a few years ago, it and I was you weren't able to go down there, but it looked from I don't know from my third eye vision, it looked completely open, and I could see things kind of going back and forth. And when we went down there, it was nothing like that. It was well, like they, you they, automatically said, have to turn to the right. They've said it's a storage place, so they they've already they said that while we were there. Yeah, oh, yeah. He said that one mirror is down there now. Yeah, so they, they've said there it's a storage place, a but they've, storage. they've yes. walled it. Yeah, they've they've walled it. I'm sure that's not the only way to get in the basement. I'm um, sure there's a back way. 
but in my the, fist. <laughs> the, basement had a, time. the basement had a very interesting story that he said that went along with that. I guess uh, Jim, Jenna Jameson, uh, her family owned that house in the 70s. Oh. And they actually have a copy hmm. of Jenna's uh, brother's birth certificate showing that address of that house uh, as where he lived when he was born. Oh, interesting. So, and some of her um, fine work is probably stored there too. Just <laughs> she's, she's a celebrity. Yeah, some in the, her in finest the, work. Yeah, in the seventies. Um, Sometimes, but I guess she was. They, they even <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they even had like a video that went along with it that um, showed the text messages that she sent him, saying that there was possibly satanic rituals that happened in the basement and all that. Wait, from who to who? From Jenna Jameson to Zach Baggins. Oh, oh, okay. They're buddies. Oh. They're uh, he's friends with everybody. You didn't like tell Post us Malone. About that. Well, so we went Holly on Madsen. the. So they they came out with a new tour. I think recently. I don't know if it was last year or this year. They have a new tour called the R.I.P. Tour, which is like your, your kind of like a V.I.P. tour, but they R.I.P. because it's. I see spooky. what they did there. I get it. So one of the first things that they did on the R.I.P. tour is they they take you in, um, bathe you. They bathe you. <laughs> They dress you, <laughs> do a little dance, <laughs> make a little love, and get down tonight. Uh, no, they take you in this room, and then I remember there's that creepy, like, animatronic and, and uh, lady uh, that was, I guess, used to be on the exit of, like, a roller coaster at some amusement park, like, in the 20s or 30s, and it was supposed to, like, be cheerful and happy for kids, and this thing was creepy as fuck. Um, not haunted. But the thing is, like they, they straight up told us from the beginning, not everything in the building is haunted. Right. Um, a lot of it's there just for looks and effects. <laughs> I mean, there are haunted things there, and they point out all the haunted things to you on the tour, if not if not all of them, most of them. Um, but one of the cool things is they on the RAP tour in that first room, they actually had a room around the corner that had a bunch of haunted dolls in it. It's like a little closet. Yeah. Is what it would look like. And this was this was a part of the tour that only RAP members got to go in. There's this little doll room. If you didn't have it, and, and it just so happened everybody in our group had the RAP pass, so we all got to go in the room. Um, they told us about the little girl named Gretchen? Yes. Little girl named Gretchen that was attached to one of the dolls. Um, and they, you know, tell us it's in the glass case. It was kind of in a glass case, kind of like Annabelle, um, yeah. locked up and all that. Um, that's one of the spirits or one of the, uh, dolls that had an energy or an attachment. Is that to the it. one where they tell you you have to say hi and bye? No, that was, that was, no, uh, that was the oh, witch. Okay. That was, uh, Peggy, I think. Peggy. Mm. That was later in the tour. Oh yeah. Um, this was right at the beginning, like when we first got in and this little girl, um, the Gretchen, I uh, found Brandy like right away and wanted to keep Brandy's amethyst ring. Yeah, I I saw her and I got down, you know, on her level because I'm a I have kids of my own, so mm-hmm. kid, you know, intimidated by size. So yeah. I got down on her level, and she was looking at my ring, so I offered it to her to look at, and she looked at it and thought it was pretty, and she wanted to interact with me, and I just told her, just be patient. I'll come and interact with you in your space. Hmm. And so after, you know, everybody had their turn of going in there, I kind of interacted with her for a minute, told her, you know, hey, if you want to hang out, 
that's cool, but you can't come home with me. So <laughs> now, when you say you 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 talk to her, what does that mean? I talk to her like I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. I speak normally like I would to anybody else, and it looks like I'm talking to nothing. Uh huh. But for me, it's just another person. Right. For everybody else, I'm talking to air. Yeah. So, and I knew that. Just, <laughs> and for the right. if listeners this and viewers, <laughs> were to speak another language, you would still be able to understand them. Um, I wouldn't i've had spirits that spoke other languages that i'm like i ha- i can't understand you do you speak english um i do know a little bit of spanish and a little bit of italian so i've been able to speak to other spirits in those languages but it doesn't interpret into english for me it's like if you know if you spoke yeah. something and i didn't same thing it doesn't yeah. doesn't change okay it's like those memes you see on facebook uh, making fun of zach going to like some castle in Romania and speaking English to the spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are, unless they died recently speaking English, the old spirits, like, say Vlad the Impaler was at his castle, probably not going to speak English. Um, but I think the next room we went into, because it was kind of like an Old West, like, poker room. Right. Uh, yeah, the saloon, yeah. The saloon, they had yeah. the, the Bible of Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. That had some really cool, positive energy on that thing. I liked that. Um now, one of the things that they did tell us right from the get-go, even before we started the tour and on the tour, the house was built in like uh, 1930-something. I don't know. Uh, they, they said that the house was built for like five people and only four of them made it to the house because their son, who was seven years old, I can't remember his name, started with a J. Um, James, I James, think. James could be his name. Um, right. <clears throat> he died before they moved into the house. Um, and then they said that there's rumors of people seeing him or, like, even his siblings said that they were playing with him after they moved in the was house. Was he in the house, Brandy? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He was in the saloon room. Uh-huh. He was hiding under a table. <laughs> yeah, were they playing poker? Is that the room that we were getting the yeah. the, the EMF to start spiking? Yeah, it was, like, interacting Did you hear you? that in the uh in the I think recording? that was not. Oh, that's on the second half, huh? No, it was the first oh, half. Oh, yeah, that was right in the beginning. Yeah, yeah I heard that then. Yes. So, yeah, that one, yeah, we did get a lot of interaction. That room was where we had a lot of interaction. Oh, you thought you were talking to a female spirit. No, that was in the room with the Zoltair. Oh, yeah, that's the first room. That's the first room. Yeah. That's the that, very first room. So that would have been the probably the little girl Gretchen then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because it was a little girl. That's right. It was a little girl that, that we were thinking, talking yeah. to. That's that was, was funny because it was like. Uh, and she said she was attached to an item in the room. Yeah, that would have been Gretchen uh, that yes. you were talking to. What was the item? Do what you know what item it was? The doll in the glass case. From another room. Yeah. But she hangs out in there. So, you know how I told you the, the first room where the, the uh, Zach Bag and Zoltair thing is? Yes. So, just to the right, right. of that, if you're facing it, there's that right, little closet. Right, and then on the left. Uh, no, it was straight back, like when you walked in. There was, yes, there yes, was, yes, yes. That's there what was I mean. another. But if you turned right, it's on your left. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh, see? Yeah. So, yeah, there was, <laughs> it was the only doll in that room that was behind a glass case. Right. Yeah. That's... The, so, before, when I first went on this tour a few years ago, they had it in the glass case like that, but they also had a um, a ghost box going on constantly, and you could try to interact with it. And but now that they let you just rent one to go through the tour, I don't know. So on the tour, they had two rooms that had a ghost box going, a spirit box. The basement had a spirit box going, mm. and then the room with Peggy had a spirit box going. And I'll get to that in a little bit because that was towards the end of the tour. Um, so, yeah, we went to the saloon. I think after that, 
which were, I was interacting with, with, with the little boy. Yeah. yeah, with the little boy. I wonder if he was one playing with the EM or the K two. All of the kids yeah. seemed to like my amethyst ring oh, that were in there, so I would interact with them. It was it was kind of fun. What is it you think about that ring that they're interested in? Uh, probably the color and the energy okay. that's on it. Okay. Um, I bought it from a local crystal shop here, and I liked it because it had a lot of energy on it. So I think that they can see that. Okay. All right. Then we went in that room that had the actual skeletons that they found buried in the walls. Yeah, in, like in England. York. Yep. It was England. Yeah, yep. that's right. And there was some some group. I can't remember the name of the group. Um, basically, they talked about like. You know how funerals were expensive, but if you joined this group, that they would bury you for free. But you weren't always guaranteed an actual proper burial. Like like they said, these two skeletons, and they're actually human skeletons. They actually had like 12 skeletons on the wall, too. Uh, yeah, skulls, skulls, sorry. Yeah. Um, those are actual human bones, remains. That was actually um, the room we asked about the EVP. That was the room. Oh, okay. Because I, I was mentioning if I should put the recorder down on like the piano or something that was there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that group, uh, if you were in that group, they would. There's some weird initiation. You had to sit on like a mechanical goat, and they'd drag you around the room and and all that stuff. But they would bury you for free when you died, um, whether it be in the walls, like they found those two skeletons, mm-hmm. or in the ground, or wherever they felt like, pretty much. Um, but they like we have our own form of initiation. If you want to join this group, I can't remember for the life of me what the group was called. Um, lambda, lambda, <clears throat> lambda. Yeah, <laughs> but they're like. It was, and this is again another RAP only thing, where they had this little uh, dark tunnel that you had to crawl through. Into it, the next room. Into oh yeah. Oh, room. I did that. Yeah, he went. He did it. Yeah, we we did it too. So, but yeah, it was... she started to go in and then backed out, and she's like, "I can't see in the dark." And I just looked at her. I'm like, "And I can." I can't see worth the shit in the so, dark. So I mean, that's the thing is, this it was, was pitch shit. I know. It was I went pitch. There. It was pitch black. Like. You weren't seeing anything. <laughs> I, I just kind of held on to the walls, like to the side, and felt the baseboards as I'm moving around. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> no, I, I, I went in, and uh, I, I did kind of like what you'd see blind people doing with her cane. I just tapped around, felt the walls, and guided myself that way until you got towards the end, and there was a light from the next room coming in, so it was easier to see to get out. But at first, because it kind of winded a bunch, like, you can't see where it's going. Mm-mm. So that's literally what I did. I just stuck my arm out and swung it back and forth to fill where the wall was, and that's how I got through it. But you know what? It actually just was a U shape. Yep, pretty much. But it just did a lot of little straight edges in there that yep. made it seem like it was doing a lot yeah. of zigzag turns. Because we, we had flashlights. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any flashlights. Yeah, you were, on the, you were on the ghost hunt with the flashlights. So. But it was pitch black, so best believe I used my flashlight. <laughs> they So... The next room, they had some animatronic wizard doll. Like, it was just a bunch of marionettes and stuff. Uh-huh. There wasn't really anything in that room. Right. Uh, nothing cool. It was just, like, the one doll that they pointed out, I guess the the guy that made them made, like, 25. There's only six left in existence right now, and Zach has one of them. Um, but there was no attachments to anything in that room. So it was just a bunch of cool dolls mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but it's a collection. That was a collection. That's all that was in that room. Um, then we went into, I want to say it was Jack Kevorkian's room. Yes. So they have the actual, they had, uh, mm-hmm. I think some of the instruments he used, they had the actual bus, they call the death bus. Right. Where he actually com- helped with like over 100 assisted suicides in that bus. Um, if you don't know who Jack Kevorkian is, it was this doctor in the 90s that was really big on assisted suicides. If people were in pain, he would help them die. They painted him to be a pretty bad guy, but he wasn't. No, I don't think so. He They actually had some of his art too, some of his artwork. I walked in and there was like, uh, a painting he did where there was a guy like 
hand stretched out like he's falling down a tunnel and like holding himself up. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, he did. And have you some mean cool the media art. painted him as a. Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. as a child. Uh, like, this guy's crazy. This guy's like, nuts. Yeah, like they would show his like mugshot and they would like talk about him as like this murderer. Even his name sounded like yeah, a it was like bad guy's Kevorkian name. sounds like <laughs> well, a he was sinister. Convicted, wasn't he? Yeah, he was convicted. Yeah, um, uh-huh, but yeah. I think he only served like eight years and was out on good behavior. And it was only second degree manslaughter. It wasn't even like first degree or anything like that. So, but the bus had crazy energy. I mean, Did it, it really? Was, it was nuts in there. And then they have like the title to the bus, so they can authenticate that that is the bus uh-huh. hanging on the wall. Oh, oh got, it, got it. So yeah, this bus was supposed to have been destroyed. Like they dropped it off. Like Kavorkin's lawyer, they dropped it off at one of those uh, shops that are supposed to that have the big machines that crush cars. Uh-huh. They're supposed to put it down into a cube. Yeah. So as far as the Kevorkian's lawyer knew, it was crushed. And then somehow Zach found it. They, they mentioned it in the video. Um, they, they found it and they were able to authenticate it. They brought in the lawyer. They had pictures of where, when they dropped it off at the uh, junkyard or the salvage yard and pictures of it when they found it and like the dents and everything just matched. And so they, they with the help of Kevorkian's lawyer, they were able to actually confirm that this bus that should have been destroyed was the actual bus that Kevorkian used to uh, commit these assisted suicides in. That, that his stuff had, yeah, like she said, crazy energy on it. The room, the next room that I remember going into, this is probably one of the rooms I disliked the most. Um, and they thought it was funny when I told them that because most people, I guess, don't have issues with this room. But the next room was the serial killer room. Where they had stuff from Ted Bundy. They had stuff from John Wayne Gacy. They had stuff from Richard Ramirez. Right, like a bunch of their letters. They had the uh, the guy, well, Ted Bundy, they had his mask, his ice pick, his glasses. They had his whole murder kit. John Wayne Gacy, they had Polaroids of him, some of his artwork that he did while he, you know, he started painting. Charles Manson. Uh, they had mm-hmm. Charles Manson. They actually had parts of Charles Manson's remains. They had some of his actual bones. Oh, that's right. They do have some of that. Um, and they had like uh, a bloody handprint from Charles Manson, his toe tag, a bunch of stuff. And then the thing that really pulled my energy and caught me off guard was nothing from any of these like notorious killers. It was just some random uh, encyclopedia book set from World War II that was found in Alcatraz. They didn't have a story behind it. They just got it. They acquired it and put it in that room. Um, hmm. that for me, that had the most weird energy on it, but I think just all the energy from all these artifacts, from all these serial killers, this room filled with death from actual people. I think that's what kind of tugged on my energy and, and kind of drained me a little bit. Hmm. Um, I did not like the, the feeling in that room at all. And it wasn't anything to do with paranormal. It was just the energy that these evil people had still on some of their artifacts, especially Charles Manson's bones. Like. Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> um, How did they get his bones? Didn't he die in prison? He was cremated. He was cremated, and I think he got... When, when you get cremated... They it out some of those... Yeah, they just like rummaged through it, and like, okay, here's some... He got some well, of the bigger pieces. Yeah. So, I don't know if Lurch talked about this when he was on our show, but when you cremate someone, it doesn't destroy everything. There's right. still bone fragments yeah, and stuff like that. You have that big old femur still. So, yeah. so <laughs> Like when they get when they collect the ashes to give to the family members, they have to sift out all the bones and stuff. So you're yeah. getting just the ashes. Well, they can crush down the bones. Like you can crush bone. It just takes a lot of a lot of yeah, work. Yeah, sure. Um, I think from there, that's when we got to 
the well there was that death guitar right there was the death guitar there was also uh some other thing that was in there too wasn't there there was a couple artifacts in that room i think just that room was just the death guitar it was weird um, had some strange energy on that thing. But then they let us go into the basement, and that's when they told us about Jenna Jameson hitting him up and the satanic rituals that happened in the basement, and I walked the wrong direction around the pentagram. Um, <laughs> and then that mirror. Oh, the mirror from the the dude that was in Dracula, uh, like the 1920 Lugosi. Dracula. The, yeah, yeah, Lugosi. Uh, um, they had his mirror that he used to do scrying with, and that mirror had a lot of energy. They... They they said that like people would look in the mirror and they would feel like we uh, queasy woozy and stuff like that. And yeah, they did that one of their uh, Halloween specials too, where they had people, I think fans, walking around. Bella live. Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. Someone was like looking at. Yeah, I was like feeling faint and everything. But in the basement, they had a spirit box running in the room with the pentagram in it, and I wasn't thinking. I walked. You always want to do things in clockwise direction. Um, like when you're staging your home or whatnot, you want to go clockwise. I wasn't thinking, and I ran around the pentagram counterclockwise and. Everybody followed me that was with us. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a real I was spinning though. in the opposite direction as I walked. So oh. I kind of like, reversed the voodoo juju. But they, they just spray painted that for visual yeah. effect. Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's not like a real pentagram. Energy, no. I didn't feel much down there. To be I didn't honest. feel yeah, anything. And then listening to the audio, like you guys seemed like you were bored in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yep. We weren't um, there long. Yeah, it was like, okay, this sucks. Let's go. Yeah, it was not even like 10 minutes. You guys were up and out of there. And, like, when I got upstairs, they were, like, saying, like, oh, what did it feel like? What was the energy down there? And by this time, we had, like, a different tour guide. They switched out on us. And I go, honestly, I felt a lot. Like, I I kind of got lightheaded and, and felt a little uh, just heavy energy in the serial killer room. And I'm like, that room was way worse than the basement. And the lady's like, really? She's like, the basement's really bad for a lot of people. And I'm just like, I don't see it. Um, the basement, in my opinion, mm, I think it's all in the, you know, in, in the, the psyche, effects, yeah. In the sec, yeah, it's just, you, think, I mean, oh, you, basement didn't, and you didn't hear pentagram. anything coming from the spirit box or it was just the static noise. The other spirit box, we'll get to that. That was actually kind of cool. Um, I know Go on. <laughs> we walked through, there was so much, I can't remember everything that we went through. So I can't remember the order, but one of the rooms I remember specifically, they had, um, a bunch of like uh, human items in jars, so like a, a head of a of a midget and like a like a hand and like a brain, okay, a, a piece yeah. of a brain. I remember like, that. Talking, they had like a big old clown in there, and I'm chlorophobic, so I was like, nope, nope. That not, was nah, yeah. That was um, it means you're afraid of chloroform. Chloroform. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You pass out when it gets around you. <laughs> Every time so you be- smell it, you pass out. <laughs> before that, before that, this is when we were still with the second guy. They had the uh, dead celebrities room. Oh, that's right. They so in the dead celebrities room, you had a chair that Michael Jackson owned. Um, that his physician used to sit in when they gave him his medicine or whatever, and they said there was still like makeup for Michael Jackson on the chair. There was um, Jerry Lewis's like costumes, and there was like a little scene from a, a uh, the the day the clown cried or something like that. Some movie that was made but was never released because of the uh, what. It's a stigma that that movie was made so that it could be watched by the children that were going through the concentration camps before they were put into the gas chamber. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was supposed oh, to make the children happy yeah. because they were trying to kill them. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, they never released that movie. Um, you had uh, Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. 
they had like one of his teeth. They had his uh, passport that was his picture was taken like two months before he died. I guess in the picture, the he didn't know that at the time he had the disease that killed him. Um, they had like some of the kryptonite from the set of Superman from Christopher Reeve. Actual they, kryptonite. Well, the prop. from Krypton. From yes. <laughs> what the? Yes, hell? I know it was amazing, right? They also had a lot of Thomas Capote's uh, stuff, and they had is. like a ton of pill bottles, like twenty pill bottles. And they're like, "This is everything they found in them when they they found them." Who is that? Thomas Capote. Who's that though? Uh, a guy. He was a writer, I think. They made some movie about him, oh, okay. uh, Capote. I, I can't. Know I haven't seen the movie. I don't know much about him. Um, the some of the things that really I thought was cool in that room, they did have the vest, the 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 outfit or whatever, the costume that Brandon Lee was wearing when he was shot and killed during the making of yeah. the crow. Yep. They had, and this one I think really hit Brandy kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the jacket that Robin Williams was wearing in What Dreams May Come. He is my favorite. I Love loved him. him. And yeah. when he died, it it just it killed me. Yeah. I I couldn't handle it very well. Love Robin Williams. Um, I think it's funny. His anniversary of his death is the day before my birthday. So there's that. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing that I thought was really interesting in this room was they had the wedding dress of Sharon Tate. Oh. And they gave this history of Sharon Tate and how she was murdered by the mm-hmm. Manson family and all that. And. And uh, when when they got done, like they when they were letting us go in the Ghostbuster room and seeing all the Ghostbuster memorabilia, I looked at the lady and I'm like, "Did you know that they actually weren't there to kill Sharon Tate?" And she's like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like that was just a complete accident." Yep. Because the people that owned the house before Sharon Tate were actually some of the members of the Beach Boys, and the Beach Boys had done something or said something on one of their albums. They wrote it. They put a song out that Charles Manson uh, claimed that it was his song and that they stole it from him. So he actually sent mm. his followers out to kill the members of the Beach Boys. What? I didn't hear this. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, this is this is true. Look it up. Um, yeah, they were actually there to kill the the Beach Boys or whoever the whichever one of the Beach Boys lived in the house or they thought lived in the house. I guess he had actually sold the house and the Tates had moved in. Sharon Tate was also an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So they were actually there to kill the Beach Boys. Um, this had all that stuff to do with the Helter Skelter and stuff like that because they they claimed the Beach Boys stole. Uh, Charles Manson said this they stole crazy. one of his songs. So we grew up listening to the Beach Boys just because it's like my dad's favorite band. And so I feel like I know the Beach Boys. So this hits me deeply. <laughs> so did you know the Beach Boys actually the in the Salt Air 2 before it was torn down? Uh, the Beach Boys actually did one of their cover albums uh, there at Salt Air. Yep, and they performed at Lagoon many, many times. They love it here. They actually have a song called Salt Lake City. Did you know that? That's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Look we'll it have, up. We'll have to do an they episode. They even talk about Lagoon in it. Yeah, they did perform a lot at Lagoon. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they uh, yeah, that's... She wasn't supposed to have been there. That, that's that's crazy. They were, just, they were, like, there, so this is what we're going to do. And she was, like, eight months pregnant, too. When they killed her, yeah, I guess wow. Charles Manson and Dennis Wilson, Brian, the the oh. famous Brian Wilson, his brother, had a brief and bizarre friendship. I don't, I'm not going to go into details, but I just kind of saw this real quick as you mentioned that. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe another episode. <laughs> and then they showed us like Maybe. these wax heads that came out of like the Winchester Mystery House. They have no idea why they had these heads. Like, like apparently the. Mm. The employees at the Winchester Mansion were not allowed to talk about the heads or where they came from or anything like that. And they're just like, okay, we'll take them. 
So he has these wax heads. All these like taxidermied animals and weird shit. They're showing us. Um, I, I think I feel like we're missing something, but I don't really. Oh, they had uh, the Ed Gein room. Oh. oh yeah, that was gross, huh? They showed us the cauldron that Ed Gein. They actually found body parts of some of his victims of the cauldron. The shovel that he used to kill people. Uh, There's some dude that, like, I guess when he passed away, donated part of his body so they could have it as uh, human leather skin. So you can see what leather skin was like. What Ed Gein actually did. What skin looked like when you turned it into a leather suit. Um, as a, as it wasn't example. one of actually yeah, right. it was it was some just some like fan I guess or whatever uh, it wasn't one of his actual victims but um, and the one thing is I think it's funny is like they talk about all the stuff Ed Gein did but no one ever mentions that Ed Gein actually killed his brother too I don't think they ever oh. confirmed oh. I don't think they were ever able to confirm that but it is believed Ed Gein actually killed his brother and that was probably what? his first victim oh. um, but then in the taxidermy room they're like. They're saying something, they're like, the next cool thing is on that wall right behind you. And then the next tour guide opens up the door, and I damn near shit my pants. I was um, the only person that didn't jump because I could feel the energy on the other side of the thing. So when she turned and opened the door, uh, I just turned around and looked at her. And everybody else was like, <laughs> That's when they took us into the uh, the part of the clown rooms. Ugh. And they showed us the, the, the head and the, the hand and the brain and the heart. And told us a little bit about it, and then they had us. This next part, we just kind of hurried through because they actually had an actor dress up as a clown jumping out and scaring people. Oh, really? <laughs> so they they went upstairs, and you're going through a fun house. Oh yeah, the fun. Well, house. Beaker yeah. turns around because they open the door, and you can see just peering into the corner that it's a room full of clowns. He's like, yeah. "Do you want to do this?" And well, I was like. The- yeah, let's do this. And if somebody jumps out at me, they're going to get punched in the throat. The, I have no problem in doing that. And the lady, the, the guide, was just like, looked at me like, okay. So the reason why I said that is I had seen the actor jump out at the two people ahead of us. That's why I was like, you sure want to do this? Uh, fortunately, they didn't jump out again no. while we were going through. Um, but I she, might have been arrested at she, that point. She, <laughs> she basically closed her hands and held on, or closed her eyes, closed her hands. She closed her eyes, held onto my hands, and I guided her through the, the fun house. So we went through that part really quick. And, again, it was just a bunch of props just to kind of yeah. scare people. I'm yeah. working on my fear of clowns. It's just deep-seated from when I was a child. My parents did not restrict me in any sort of way with music uh-huh. or movies. And I watched the original It at a very young age, and it scarred me for life. <laughs> So I think yeah, after I that, that uh, part of the another part of their RAP access. Oh, they're part, one of the parts of the RAP access is in that before the funhouse there was that um, the wagon they let's go in that uh, Aaron I guess he was investigating and got some like EVP or on a spirit box or something telling him not to turn around and to leave or whatever, and then he got pushed or something. Um, that might be a different part of the museum, but that's what I remember. So that's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> is it a chuck wagon? You see uh, a wagon? Kind of like a wagon, like a circus wagon. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was a room that had like a display of like miniatures, like a miniature circus yeah. that oh, some yeah. guy had taken like so many years of his life to complete. So it was just Ten like, years. it was mm-hmm. like, it was room. cool. That's a lot of dedication, but that was a okay. different, that was a different room. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's all that, that, all that room was is just a circus recreation miniature thing. You can see one of those at Lagoon too. Um, the, the next room I remember is the that serial killer that would, like, uh, kill people on the bed. That room had some 
really nasty energy. They well, they had like actual, I guess, fecal matter from yeah, the last how murder victim still on the sheets. Is that room? They had like, like no pins ghosts in, in there, but in the mannequin. The, they they uh, he had a the bar behind bar, the, the wooden back bar. Room. <laughs> and like the little needles, needles that sticking in the shoulders to you know to create the circuit. Them. They had like Polaroids the guy took of like his victims. Before he there's like some of his cotton swabs that he'd dip in bleach to like blind his victims. Uh. They had uh, feathers that were in cigar box. They had his his knives that he used to cut them up, and one looked just like a really dull bread knife, and yeah. like one was like a steak knife. That room was just like, it wasn't any paranormal. It was just, the energy was heavy because yeah. of what the guy did. Mm-hmm. And there's some dress. They have no idea what the significance of the dress was. The dude just had it hanging on his wall near his victims. Twisted. Yeah. Uh, I think the next room I remember after that, I think, was the Peggy room. Yes, the Peggy room. So Peggy was another doll. And I guess the lady that donated it to the museum or gave it to the museum like had a bag over its head and she said she couldn't look into its eyes because it made her feel sick or whatever. And I guess there's a lot of people that didn't like looking in the eyes. Um, the doll is supposed to be like really creepy. And this one, um, this doll is actually haunted. And the way I know that without Brandy telling me is this is the other room they had a spirit box in. And they told us like, when you go in the room, say, hi, Peggy, they walked around, oh, you look at the doll, okay, and when you're leaving the room, you say, bye, Peggy. You're a temperamental bitch. <laughs> so, I so. remember that lady came on, because Zach had a show when he start, first had his museum, and people would come in and like talk about the items they were bringing to him. And I remember this lady coming on talking about this doll. So the way I knew that this doll was actually haunted is after everybody went through, the guy went back to say, bye, Peggy, and I heard the spirit's voice coming through the spirit box. So I wasn't actually in the room, but I heard it. And I asked, I just confirmed with the guide. I'm like, wait, was that voice coming through the spirit box? And she's like, yep. So I actually heard the, the spirit through the spirit box in that room. Oh, did they say bye? I can't, I didn't hear what yeah, she said. Yeah, she was she saying, because everybody went through, like Beaker went in, I was like, go, go, go clockwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all went around. Well, that's the only way you and could And we go. all say, you know, hello as we walked in and we all said goodbye as we left uh-huh. and the guide was the last one out and she's like, okay, goodbye, Peggy. And then you hear her say goodbye back. Oh, interesting. I can hear her, hear her. Hear yeah, her, yeah. But everybody else heard it through the spirit box. Oh, interesting. <laughs> then What does we Peggy went... look like? <sighs> she's hard to describe. Um, she is shorter in, in stature, um, and she has, like, dark, dark brown hair. And she has, well, I mean, the attachment. The doll looks different, but the actual attachment. And she has um, very doe brown eyes, very pointed small nose, uh, small cleft chin, mm. um, broad cheeks, and she it looks like she was almost like she was suffocated because she has like the blue lines up through her face like if you were asphyxiated so i don't know i didn't ask too many questions i didn't want to read into it because i didn't want the energy i didn't like the energy whatsoever so i wasn't going to invest my energy into it but yeah she is uh she's pretty (laughs) human's pretty yeah uh, yes. Obviously, from the way you just described it. Um, so the next room, and this is where they had like a warning and all that, and they played a video. And they showed Post Malone in the video uh, because there was some ashes from some 
person that was in like the beginning of their the tour that they put the ashes on top of this most haunted object in the world. I didn't feel shit from it. Um, the Dybbuk box. You didn't feel anything from no, it? No, not a damn thing. That shit was scary. Yeah, what, 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 what do you think, Brad? Did you, did you get anything <clears throat> off of it? Yeah, there was a lot of ominous, like, it wasn't, I kind of felt like my skin was crawling when I went. Like, I had goosebumps, and I just felt very unsafe in that uh-huh. room. So I quickly went through that room. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So I, I now see what you're talking about, the wood and the glass and all that. So that wall wasn't originally there. They put it there after they opened the damn thing. Um, but yeah, that I personally didn't feel anything off that. Um, that's maybe that's just me. Um, but we, I was thinking about it more when we talked about it, like when it said it was, you know, pushing, mm-hmm. like I said, yeah, I saw the salt and everything that you were talking about and they had like Jewish, like words written on the glass or something to, I mean, cause it's a divic is a Jewish demon, mm-hmm. um, to contain it. And it's definitely contained. Uh, in my opinion, because like I said, I didn't feel anything. But, I mean, it was definitely kind of had that creepy feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me it was just because they talked it up so much. Um, but the um, Brandy was able to confirm that that's exactly what it was doing, like kind of what you and I thought, uh, Ghosty. Because um, it can't get through. It still can send out like a radar, like a pulse, or she used the word beacon, mm-hmm. trying to lure you in to get you in. Um, I didn't feel that, obviously. I think there was other people in the room, uh, i.e. Brandy and the other girl that claimed that she's a medium, which she's not. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was more vulnerable people in the room that it was trying to to get at where I'm not as vulnerable, so um, it wasn't really affecting me So I went when I went there the first time, <clears throat> I felt a lot of crazy energy coming from it before they opened it, and I still felt it even after it because that's still in there, but... Yeah, I, I, I think had I been it. there with you guys and it was just the three of us in the room, I probably would have felt something. But with Brandy in the room and there, there's probably like another four or five females, I kind of get the feeling that this spirit was more on the side of like attacking females. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was really intimidated by men or trying to intimidate men. I think it was more wanting to scare or deal with females. Um, I think that's why I didn't feel anything. Because there was like, in a group of 10 of us, there was probably like six women. So that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting mm-hmm. from the Dybbuk box. And I think that's why I didn't feel anything. The thing that I felt something from, the thing that I think is actually the most haunted object in that museum. Um, it gave me the creeps. Brandy couldn't be in the room with it for more than like a minute. So they filed us into this room. And then they tell us about the devil in Connecticut. The demon in Connecticut, the devil made me do it. And we just talked about this a couple weeks ago. So on the way home, I called DVO and I gave him one piece of information because I refuse to talk to you guys about this and tell you anything about the... uh, So everything everything you guys are hearing is you're hearing your first time right now as I'm telling it. So I did call him. I didn't tell you this. I told him this and he didn't put much thought into it. In this chair, so this is the devil's chair is what they call it. This chair is actually the chair that David uh, Glatzel sat in during some of these exorcisms. And I'm mistaken on on the R episode. I said I I think it came from the Perrin family house. So I was mistaken. 
So this came from David Glatzel. This is a chair that he was actually in. They did play a clip from one of the exorcisms of Lorraine Warren. Oh. They did play, and this is on the end of the movie too. So the clip that's on the end of the movie is the clip that they played in this room. And part of the REP access is they actually opened up, because there's like a barrier that separates you and, because they have this big trap door that opens up and you right. see the chair, right? Yeah. Um, on normal people tour, you don't get to go on the other side of the wall and get close to the chair. They tell you not to touch it. They said that there's people that sat in it. And one guy, like, I think died like 18 months later. Um, I don't know if you can contribute was, to the chair. There was a guy that said that he was having problems. Like, he couldn't walk and he still has problems oh, walking that's what to it was, this yeah. day. And heart, he, he had heart surgery. issues and all kinds of stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he had surgery like a week later or something like that. That's what it was. And he still can't walk. Uh, they said someone was having issues and they collapsed and they actually pulled them. They showed video of them willing this person out in a wheelchair with oxygen and all that. And they said where she collapsed was actually right above it upstairs, right above the chair. Um, to me, this is the most haunted thing in that in that uh, building. This is the thing that affected me the most. And the thing that I told you, if you remember from this case, what did David Gletzel see? What he saw? What did David Gletzel see when he went into that house that when they were when, with the waterbed? Oh, was it a hand? No. He saw a full body apparition of. Oh my god, I can't even think. An of old that. man wearing a flannel shirt. Yes, yes, yes. What did I tell you that I felt sitting in the chair? Yeah, like in your third eye, you saw an old man. You specifically mentioned flannel. Yes, I said yeah. I saw an old man. Wearing a flannel. I didn't physically see him. It was in my third eye, in, in my vision. Um, and the chair wasn't moving, but I could see the chair rocking back and forth, and I could see this, what was supposed to have been an old man, rocking back and forth in this chair. As soon as they opened that trap door, this is when Brandy ran out of the room. Um, I was good until they opened the trap door. I could mm. feel the energy, but I was waiting for it. And the minute okay. that they opened it, I was like, nope, nope, nope. And I went outside with the guide because she wouldn't even look at the chair either. Interesting. I walked right in front of the chair and looked right at it. and it was. I got close to it. It was creepy oh. to me. Like, Part of me is like, I kind of understand now. Um, I know Zach probably does this a lot for shows for the entertainment value. But I kind of understand, like, I had this weird desire to want to touch the chair. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I kind of get where he's coming from some of those episodes. I think that is a, I think some of those times where he's like, I want to touch this might be actual, like, real, <laughs> not just for the show. Because I, like, I literally had this weird desire to touch the chair. And that's when I turn around and I'm like, I need to leave. But like when you tell your kid, don't touch that. They're like. Why not? Or should I touch it? <laughs> What's going to well, happen? Side note, there was a, I don't know if we've gotten to that room, but there was a room that had a picture that was painted that came from Hitler's, one of Hitler's collections or oh, something yeah. that Zach refuses yeah, to touch. Yeah, he won't touch it. It's the he only, touched it once and it really messed him up. And yeah. he'll never touch it. This again. was in his, his study. There was, oh, there was the little doll in that room that had... The SLR camera, they said they saw someone pop up in the SLR camera and walk towards the doll. I totally forgot about that room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he actually, that's the only painting in the house that's behind glass. Because he, he refuses to touch it. And there's a there's a doll that has real human hair coming out of it. And there it's, it's has an attachment of a little girl, which I saw. And I pointed to everybody where the little girl was standing. Mm-hmm. And she was standing next to another gentleman that was standing there. And he kind of looked to his side like, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> and kind of nudged his way closer to whoever he was with because 
as soon as I pointed out, he's like, nope. That's funny. <laughs> that room also had the murder doll in it. The little porcelain doll that had the really long dress that had all the blood stains on it. Because I think, like, I can't remember how the story went. They, someone in her family, this little girl had this doll. Someone in her family died and she, like, hugged them. Like, they were stabbed or something. And she hugged them and got their blood on her doll. And this doll's been, like, passed down from generation and ended up at the museum. Um, but, yeah, that chair. <coughs> that, yeah, that, that, that chair, chair really messed me up. That was the part of the... this. The second, the second half of this house is the part that really, really messed with me, and so I had a hard time. So, <laughs> going back to the uh, Conjuring Three, um, again, I don't know that David had forty-three spirits, but I, in my personal belief, can confirm he did see an old man wearing a flannel shirt that was not actually a human spirit. This was inhuman. This was not something that ever had a physical body. Um, oh, cool. I could, like I said, I could feel... I, my but betrayed started. itself as a human. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it tried okay. to look like a person, and we've seen that a lot within human entities. Um, this is very negative, very, very bad, malicious thing. Um, so I can confirm, in my opinion, that what David Gletzel saw and what Arnie went through probably was actual demonic possession. Um, and my shoulder's starting to hurt. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Did you go into that witch room at all? What's that room? Remember the, oh, the, that, the shrunken head? The head? Yeah, the head. Is it a shrunken head? It looked like it. Yeah, kind of like some weird... Oh, it's, no, it's like her severed head. It's like this witch's severed head. I think it was just like in the hallway we walked past it. I don't think it was in a room. No, it's in a room. You yeah, go into in a, a room and it's... Uh, kind of like the Peggy doll. You, you kind of come in, come around the corner and then see it. Oh, we went into a room where there was like like witch stuff and it was like Blair Witch like Blair Witch Project. It was it was like someone's face, like the skin off their face was. No, it was like the whole severed head. I remember we went in there. Yeah, we went in there. I didn't pay much attention to that. Yeah, they just had you nothing in there, but I just wanted to know if they yeah they just they had you walk in real quick. It was kind of like the Peggy room where you walked in. I think they said that you're not supposed to say anything in that room. I yeah, think that was the like thing that. that they say that you're not supposed to talk in there. But then, when we're on the investigation, no one ever says anything. Well, so I, you weren't supposed to. It's like the the spirit the that's attached to the face or whatever, the head. Um, doesn't, I do remember that okay. it doesn't want to be recognized. Yeah. So they, it's not that you can't talk in the room. It's they don't. They it, tell you not to talk to the. It was actual. a mummified woman's head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They tell you not to talk to the head. You can talk in the room. They just it apparently the spirit doesn't like to be recognized. I don't know if there's an actual spirit attached to it or not. It doesn't but. like being at the museum. It doesn't like being a center of attention. It wishes it was buried. Oh, so what do they do? Put it on display. <laughs> so. And talk about how it doesn't want to be there was looked at. Two more rooms, or three more rooms. There was a Navy room, and that room was kind of like. The Titanic room? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like a ship to do with the Titanic or some boat afterwards. I can't remember the name of the boat. I went in that room, and the I was splendors. just like. Yeah, the Splendor. I was just like, this kind of, this room has the most positive energy out of everything that's on this half of the building. Um, but there was uh, there was a room where some lady, like, basically tried to document her own stages of demonic possession. Yes. And they found that her That is dead very, in the very chair. interesting. That was a creepy fucking room. That, yeah. that had a lot of weird uh, energy. I want to know what she was going into. Was that, like, different dimensions? Do you think that was different dimensions that she was like finding out? Yeah. She was creating her own wavelengths. Boxes. Like she was getting yeah. different wavelengths and hearing different things coming through. For me, 
when I was looking at the equipment and just listening to it and just reading the story and want, looking at the photos because I can see things in photos. It looked to me like different stages of her possession, but as she was going through her different stages in possession, it's almost like she was, you know, kind of astro projecting at the same time. Mm. Like her, she was leaving her body and the possession was fully taking over and almost like she was trying to get back to her body. Um, trying to force it out and she just she just couldn't and she was just trying to find a wavelength to get back to her body is how i feel yeah people don't understand this this lady was documenting herself for 24 hours and you just see the deterioration and like they found a lot of hours. polaroids uh after she was dead and she took them all herself within 24 hours of the possession and you can see how her body changed in that 24 hours from looking like just a normal person to looking like skeletal. almost a skeletal figure um, they had in the room, like a little mannequin set up, like how her room was set up. They had her right. actual Ouija board that she used, her actual equipment. Yeah. Now, the, the sound that we hear going on is just some shit that Zach made up because he, at that point, hadn't turned on the equipment. I think since they had someone turn it on and they actually put a recorder in there and got an EVP in it, but they didn't uh, play the EVP for us. But the, yeah. the sound that you heard going in that room was just stuff that Zach made up before he knew what the machines actually sounded like. But um, the other room that really got Brandy is uh, there was, in 2011, Zach bought the Demon House. Right. And we watched that episode of him investigating the house. So they actually boarded Zach into this house. And, like, when they were doing the preliminary investigation, like, one of the guys that was with them, you could see a shadow figure following him around. Um, I know during the investigation of this house, like, this is the house where, I guess, the little boy was seeing stuff. They took him to the hospital. Up the wall. And he walked backwards up the wall. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach, you know, bought the house, was investigating it. There was one part where he heard, like, a demon growl. Uh, and he was even, without having Brandy confirm this, I knew that that was legit. That was an actual EVP of something growling at him. Zach got up and ran out of the room. Um, after, I mean, there's a whole more to this. You could probably find it on YouTube or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't want to get too much into this, but after that investigation, he tore the house down mm-hmm. except for the stairs that led into the basement and the dirt that was underneath the stairs. And I think mm-hmm. the dirt underneath the stairs was used for some like satanic rituals and or something like that. And then the items that were under the dirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all of that, he moved to the museum. Um, I didn't feel anything from that room. That, but that was, energy for me was palpable. Mm. I had to, I couldn't stay in there for very long, just like with the with the chair. Both of those particular rooms just drained me a lot and made me feel unsafe. I felt like I was, my anxiety was coming up, plus with having a mask on the entire time right. and not being able to bring any water with me, I was just very drained and dehydrated yeah. and it was not good for me to be in there because with my abilities, uh, those kinds of objects or attachments would love to get their hands on somebody like me. Got it. See, and I had actually taken a bag of my um, crystals. I had my obsidian, selenite, amethyst, um, sunstone, purple tourmaline, and I left it in the hotel room. (laughs) I also brought a bottle of my smudge spray so we could use it after when we went outside the museum. 
I also left that in the hotel room. So as we're waiting for the Uber, I'm doing energy work on Brandy. As we're in the Uber, I'm doing energy work on Brandy. As we're walking to my car to get all of my stuff that I, my smudge spray, I was doing energy work on Brandy. Um, was able to get the smudge spray and uh, start clearing her and clearing myself. I just felt my chest was very heavy. My heart was racing. I felt like I was going to like collapse down to my knees. Oh, wow. I got a bottle of water. Um, one of the guys uh, put me in a chair, sat me down in front of a mister, and had me drink uh-huh. my my water because I felt like I was going to pass out. Wow. Just like overwhelmed with energy? Okay. Yep. And overwhelmed with energy and, and anxiety. So all of those things, dehydration. I couldn't really breathe. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was gasping for air inside okay. my mask. And I had a bag of particular crystals that I picked out not too long before we went on vacation. Um, just so you can leave them. Just so I can leave them <laughs> in the hotel room. So the energy kicked my ass the second half of that house. I will. I will. I went through it once. I will never go in there but again. Part of me okay. wonders, like, had I brought those stones in, especially if they sit in, if it would have helped or if it would have made things worse. Or made things not as active. Maybe. I don't know. I won't know unless I go back and take them with me. I should have bring the smudge spray is what I really, I, I specifically brought uh, <coughs> the smudge spray to take to the museum so we could cleanse ourselves afterwards. That's what I was most frustrated that I left uh, at in my car. And I am going to still, even though we sprayed our T-shirts, our free T-shirts that we got because we made it through the museum, uh-huh. I bought some Palo Santo and some sage smudge kit that they had in the in the gift shop. And I am going to smudge my T-shirt because... Yeah, I sprayed the um... shit out of mine. <laughs> okay. I used my smudge spray and sprayed it. Mine's still sitting in my car. Can you wash it in the washing machine with sage? Um, wash it? Can you wash it? Can I wash it? Probably could. You'd have loose sage in your washing machine. That'd be cool. <laughs> Everything's I'm sure sage. you could add some like oils or something to your You'd probably detergent. put some essential oils like with lavender or like... And add it to your... Because basically that's what my yeah. smudge spray is, is just essential oils with like sage and cypress. I have an idea. You can make some... Laundry detergent with paranormal sage. laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. So right when you're done Whoa. ghost hunting, so when you're done ghost hunting, wash your clothes with some sage. Sage your clothes. <laughs> I guess you could. <laughs> oh, we we went through. I'll just give out free ideas all the time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so yeah, that was our wonderful, awesome. That's almost all. killed me experience. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's badass. So was it those two rooms then? The one with the uh, rocking chair and what was the other one? The the, the, the demon, demon house. house. The demon house. Okay. What, what was it that like the the wood from the stairs? Was it the dirt? Like what, anything you were kind of feeling? Uh, mostly the dirt because okay. you know it comes from the earth, so it's very yeah. tainted more so than the stairs. Because I mean, you could always burn that shit, right? Yeah. Dirt necessarily can't be burned. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to cleanse it, you know, some other way. But yeah, between the chair and seeing the the old man in the white and green plaid. Shirt, so you you saw it too, then you saw. Uh, yeah, briefly how as many, I was running out the door. How okay. many spirits in total do you think are in that house? Um, the spirits, the number of spirits I counted in that house was <coughs> three, one room. 
There's like 26 spirits in that house. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is quite a few. So for all those people leaving reviews saying it wasn't haunted enough, 26 spirits. That's pretty haunted. Yeah. And and you should say at least three of those, four of those were non-human spirits. Yeah. So... Or entities, whatever. The rest were human. Hmm. So. Yeah, they talked about on like the video while we were waiting in line. They they said when Zach bought the house, like someone told him there was like some twelve foot demon. Um, there wasn't. Oh, there's was a sex bed that Lamar Odom almost OD'd on. Oh yeah. Oh that. yeah, I remember that from room. the Bunny Ranch. They like we'll show you the stains on the bed with this blue light, and I'm like, yeah, that's not blood. You got a sex bed. That's probably man stuff. Well, Those are she Lamar tadpoles. Those are <laughs> yeah. Some owner of like the bunny ranch. They claim that Lamar yeah, Dennis, Lamar, uh, Dennis Hoff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They they I I wasn't paying attention. I was in a room with a sex bed. Well, you were saying that a lot of the items that are in that house aren't necessarily haunted. They're just right. things that he's collected. Oh, the bed was supposed to be cursed. And I think yes, that. Cursed. Some of the items that he has just collected, he doesn't know that are haunted because nobody's told him that before. Uh-huh. So I think some of them, he's just like, oh, it's just something I collected and it's just sitting out there in the open. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff is just, and they tell you that right at the beginning of the tour. So if anyone's thinking about going to Zach Bagney's museum, uh, I had a good time, uh, except for Brandy trying to die. She had a good time. <laughs> um, it, it was, I, I had a good experience. Just keep in mind that if you go in the summertime, it's going to be hot as balls. And they don't let you take water in. And you're wearing so, a mask. And you're wearing and a you're mask. You're wearing a mask. There's no AC. Or you show proof. No, not anymore. They changed no, that. It's yeah. vaccinated or not, you're wearing a mask. So my opinion, right. if you go do this, do it in the wintertime. Early spring. spring. Early spring, fall time, not in the summertime. Um, I think some of the videos that they show to people like passing out, could possibly be contributed to dehydration because <laughs> uh, it was there's no ac in this house this house was built in the 30s they didn't retrofit it with ac or anything like that so house is really hot um you're not allowed food or drink in hot there. and haunted <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely worth checking out um there's a lot of cool stuff in there uh, again not they straight up tell you on the tour not everything in there is haunted a lot of the stuff is just Zach thought it was interesting. So, like, a shrunken head and a brain. Like, not haunted, but, but it's just it's just interesting stuff. Like, right. I think one of the objects was, like, Tom Edison's desk or some crap like that. Some historical desk. Probably. Like it said, Wyatt Earp's Bible. Right. Like, it's not haunted. It's just cool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. he's do, he has uh, a lot of cool artifacts, uh, stuff that's just bought to go fit the, the theme of the room's. Oddities. Yeah. yeah. You don't think right. Patrick Swayze's haunting his tooth? He's sticking around his tooth just in case? No. Damn. No, Sharon Tate was with her wedding dress, though. <laughs> oh, she was she? No. No. <laughs> no, unfortunately, there was no none of the celebrities. No celebrities. Um, they did have Harold Ramis' uh, jumpsuit from Ghostbusters, too. None of the celebrities were there. They have better things to do. I found it right. interesting when they were talking about that cauldron that they said that Anybody who touched it oh, after Gaines. that. Oh, that's died. the one that was like, yeah, yeah, everyone that touched it died. But it's right Man. there for everyone to touch, right? It's, it's, they, they got had, a big like, glass the case. Oh, last yeah, known picture right. of him also. Uh-huh. He's a creepy little Yeah, yeah. The, the picture that they took like two or three days before he died. Yeah. Looks like the guy from Monster House. Yes. We could do an episode on Ed Gein. Get off my lawn, kids. 
So over 20 spirits in this house. Which is about the average of every house. So every one house house has about 20 spirits in it. So watching you eat and sleep and stuff. Masturbate. Yeah. (laughs) They're watching you. The truth is out there. X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ghosts like to touch your butt. All facts. Facts. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to work that into every episode. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> All right. Should we call that an episode? Yeah, yes. I think so. Well, that was our adventures of the Haunted Museum. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Beaker. Beaker. Oh, that was creepy. It's like the <laughs> twins from The Shining. Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> Come play with us, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Jesus happy Christ. birthday, Beaker. Blow out your candles. <laughs> your candles are down here. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, on don't you don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Adios. Bye.